because then your ego death is I'm willing to let go of every identity I've been to surrender to the identity that's emerging. And that to me is a divine identity, which is the guy full body chooses. It's the identity of how your fullest expression. If you were to let go of every limited identity that you've had, it's the fullest expression. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. And today I have my soul sister, Nicole Sylvester, on the show with me today. Nicole and I just came back from a trip in Tulum together, and it was absolutely magic. And in this episode, we kind of unpack our experiences that happened there and why Nicole chose to leave early. And this entire episode is going to dive deep into the importance of setting boundaries in your life, how to just trust the intelligence of your body and really discern between what's happening in your head, but really what's happening within like the space within your body. And this is how we can start to create real boundaries and real foundations and real standards for ourselves and the importance of just protecting your energy. Nicole is somebody who is a true activator for me. She leads by example. She shows me exactly what it looks like to go after what you want, to be unapologetic about your needs and your wants. And it's something that I think all of us can learn from, whether it's in relationships or whether it's in business. Nicole is a complete, she's just an absolute powerhouse. And this episode is filled with so much fire. Nicole Sylvester is a spiritual life coach for women refusing mediocre to experience miracles. She's a living testimony of the radical transformation that's possible when a woman refuses to give up on herself. And that is why she cannot shut up about helping others. Nicole knows how much can shift for you. And she wants to see that happen in the best way possible. She is the number one best-selling author and host of the Miracle Minded Podcast and founder of the Harmonious Hustle. And she is an entrepreneur. Nicole's passion is helping women realize their wildest dreams and own their power to prosper. Let's dive into my episode with Nicole. All right, Nicole, I'm so grateful that you are here and we're finally sitting down to record this magic. And because I know it's going to be fire every time we have conversations, I like my mind is blown. But what I love about you is that you're just so unapologetically you and so fucking fierce in your boundaries. Like every time we have conversations, you're like, no, fuck that. This, 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 this. And no, absolutely not. And you get to be this. And you know, you're such a, we've talked about this before, but you are such an activator for me and you walk in your purpose so fiercely. Um, and you represent to me what's possible when women have strong boundaries and they're unapologetic about their needs and their wants and their desires around sex and money and relationships. So thank you for being here and for just being such a activator in my life. I'm grateful for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful for you too. And it's funny because yeah, it's like, you see me as that, but it's not always like, it's not always easy to be that. 
And it's like, just like when we were on our recent trip. And then yesterday there was something that came up with uh, one of the clients in our groups. And it's like, people will be like, I love that you hold such fierce boundaries. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not always fun or easy, <laughs> but I've just learned that if I don't do that, then I'm choosing, like I'm abandoning myself. So I have to, it's like this fierce self-love of like unwillingness to abandon myself, but it's such a dance. So it's a journey that I'm still on and like discovering all the time. Mm-hmm. I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. So being on the journey with that being said, what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Oh, well, I would say when we were in Mexico, I went through a bunch and one of the clear things that came, I had a program that was happening at the end of the month, we were like marketing it to a group and I just canceled it. And I got online with the ladies that were like on the fence about it and that were reaching out to me about it. And I was just like, I'm not doing this because it's not alignment. And I dropped that and it just like started something else. And it felt good because I used to, I would say like if it was three years ago or maybe four years ago, not three years ago, but I would be in my ego. So I'd be like, but I already marketed it. I already put it out. I'm already in conversation with these people. I know that they want to join. I should do it because I don't want to let them down. I don't want them to think I'm flaky or inconsistent. And I've learned to just trust that. And then most of the people, most of the time are like, thank you for giving yourself that permission because I'm not going to do this now because actually I don't really want to do it. (laughs) And so I've gotten really good at that. But I'd say that each time I still go through the little feelings of, I don't know, like, is this right? And it, it just, yeah, it takes, it takes courage to do it. Mm. So I'm curious, like, how do you know the difference between when you set a goal or you say you're going to do something and then everything in your body is like, the lights are flashing and you're like, this feels scary. This feels hard. Like, I don't know if I can do this and this would probably feel easier or feel better. Like, how do you discern between being a, a person of your word, right. And saying, okay, I said, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to do it. And Like, so how do you discern between the fear around committing to the thing you said you were actually going to do? And this doesn't feel in alignment. Like, how do you know the difference between like, I need to shift and I reserve the right to change my mind because this feels out of alignment versus I'm going to do this because I said I was going to, and I want to commit to that, even if it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. I would say like in the beginning of your journey, especially in business, you would have to do more of the the former, like you would have to do more of the, just do it, just push through. Cause that's the only way that you really know if something is for you at this stage in my business, I can feel when something feels like a distraction to my purpose, or it feels like stepping back a little bit, or that I'm trying to meet the needs of what I think people need versus like, this is what my soul is meant to do at this time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get caught up in the this is what I think people need, or this is what the other influencers are doing. And like, I just, it probably like once or twice a year, I get like smacked down by the universe that like, you're not an influencer. You are here to focus on loving on your people. You are not here to be trendy. You're here to be like, leave a legacy. And um, I have to pull away from all the little plans my ego had. Mm-hmm. And that takes like an ego death for me. So mm-hmm. for anybody that's listening and is like, I have a big launch and I'm scared and I feel like maybe it's not in alignment. I'm going to ditch it. Did it excite you? And if you know that you would do that on the other side, your life will be changed for the better. Then you have to freaking do it. You have to show up for the uncomfortable stuff. And I would say like that kind of feeling comes up, for instance, when I launched my mastermind this year, 
And it was like, should I, shouldn't I? And then finally it became very clear that like I had these fears of like, will this many people come and spend X amount of dollars? And will people want to travel during COVID? And I noticed that, but there's a different texture to me. So it's, to me, it's like getting to know your body and there's a heaviness in your body that feels like this is pulling me away from my highest good. Mm. And that's the feeling we have to get to know. So, but it hasn't always been this way for you, right? No. Like you said, this is like, <laughs> no. right. No, like this like is this a practice. <laughs> yeah, yes. this is what I teach. And it's like, I tell all of my people, like you have to be radically gentle with yourself because the only way you learn is by trying. And when you're trying, it's a discovery, which means that you're going to go forward and take steps towards something. And yeah, of course, it's always easy in hindsight to be like, that was a, that was a poor idea. Like that didn't serve me, but you never know until you're in the mess of it. And sometimes you have to get dirty and in the mess Mm -hmm. of it. So I know from getting very messy, having a high risk tolerance, trying all the things, putting myself out there and also chasing the wrong things and getting honest about why I chase them. So it's just like, it's just been a really interesting discovery process. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like kind of going back to what we were saying in the very beginning is like through this process, you've developed this really acute awareness of yourself, of self, of when you're in alignment and when you're out of alignment. And as a result of that, you've been able to create really strong boundaries in your life. Like I don't know very many people that have boundaries like you, like it's fucking wild to witness because you really do like my, um, my girlfriend, Andrea Crowder, she says this all the time. She's like, I reserve the right to change my mind at any fucking time. And like, I see you embody that. Like, even when we were in Mexico, you're like, this is a no, nope. I changed my mind and I'm doing something different. Right. It should have been enough sooner, but I didn't listen and I got sick. Yeah. So let's talk about that because I want to talk about self-abandonment too. And I want to talk about boundaries um, because I think that's all part of, you know, what, what you were going to talk about now with this experience. But I think people sometimes look to your point earlier, they look at you or whoever, um, and they maybe put this person on a pedestal and they think, wow, they have a perfect life. They take these luxurious trips. They have great friends. They have like an amazing business and they don't realize that as high as there are highs, there are lows too, where we're crying on the floor and we're literally pooping our pants and we're going through ego death. So can you talk about like, what is an ego death? What does that look like for you? And what was the thing that you just navigated through like last week? Yeah. Well, let's go. I'll start with the what happened last week because it was interesting. The reason why I have these strong boundaries in my body is like people don't know this, but I had a, I was diagnosed with panic disorder in 2010. I had panic attacks debilitating. Like I couldn't go outside. I developed agoraphobia. I'm so sensitive. And I was always told that like, you know, take a pill, take drugs. Like, and I self-medicated with alcohol and drugs. And I didn't know that this was actually like a superpower until I started going into like meditation retreats and things like that. So I am very sensitive, but I had to get to know it. And now that I know that I'm sensitive, when I feel certain things, I give myself the permission to trust what I feel in my body. Now, here's the trickiest thing about trusting what you feel in your body. Your mind may not be there yet. So if you walk into a room or you get into a relationship or you go on a date, you do a thing and your your body may be like, no. But your mind may be like, 
yeah, but so-and-so is cool with this person. Yeah, but this person does this for a living. But yeah, but everyone else likes this group of people. Yeah, everyone else does this. And then so your mind is like, but why don't I? What's happening? But your body is saying something else. So when I got to Tulum last week, we went into this hotel. Now, mind you, I happened to go to this hotel with Melissa and Lauren, but I was supposed to lead a retreat at this hotel in uh, June, 2020. So like, it was always on my radar to go. But as soon as I walked into the hotel, like my body said, let's go, <laughs> like, let's leave. And I judged myself for it. I thought, why can't you just be, this is the process that I'm always going through. Why can't you just be more relaxed? Why do you always have to be so snobby? Like, why do you have to be so like high end? Cause I, I'm a five-star type of person. I, I always have been, I'm a tourist. Like I like being, I like service and luxury and pampering. So I started judging myself, like get it together, chill the fuck out kind of thing. We go to the room, the room is gorgeous. It's oceanfront and like, it's the best room that they have there. But still I was just like, my body was like, no. So then I thought, well, I want to, I came here for girlfriend time. How does that like, feel in your body? I want to, I want to, can you, feel? yeah. Like when, when, when you say feel. it's a no, like how do you yeah. know that it's a no in your body? So I feel like my body is like a flower in the sense that when it's, when it feels expansive, it's relaxed, it's blooming. You know, those flowers that kind of contract at night. That's my body when I go into the wrong places. <laughs> so it feels like just, we're not at peace. We're not at ease. My heart doesn't feel as open. And of course I could do the work. I could drop in and be like, I'm going to sit in meditation for the next 75 minutes. And I'm going to do this work to acclimate my body. And I could reach those, those kind of states and waves, whatever. But that's not what I want to do when I go into every place, right? So I felt that sensation and then I just kind of ignored it. And then there was the loud EDM music that was like on both sides. I had a beach club on both sides. Now, just to give you context, I brought two books and I thought when I'm not hanging out with Melissa, Lauren or Francis, that I would be like on my oceanfront patio reading a book in my silk robe or something. And it was like, not that. <laughs> so it was like, competing Justin Bieber on one side, electronic on the other side. And I was just like, okay. So I decided I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'll leave in two days. Like I'll leave in two days. I'll spend two days. That first night, the air conditioner wasn't working. The power was going out. And I was just like, I was trying to come to peace, like with this in my mind and in my ego, because I love nature. I love being outdoors. So I'm like, why can't you just chill? The next day, what I didn't even tell you, Chanel and I were walking to dinner. This is on day two after I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm leaving tomorrow, but I was still like playing with it. After we were walking, I was having anxiety. And by the time we got to dinner, I was feeling anxious. So I was already feeling that, but I was just like, let's power through. Like, why do you have to be anxious? Like, let's go. And then at dinner, I just got so sick like instantly my left side of my throat was in extreme pain my my nose got congested and when we got home and I went into bed I started getting all these downloads and I started getting downloads for like four days it was just clarity around chasing the wrong things trying to be an influencer um I do that like I swear like once or twice a year like it's just like programs I'm putting out just because I want to like get more people on my list versus loving the people on my list. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just focusing on to me, the wrong things for my soul. So all of that became very, very clear. And then I booked my trip. 
I booked my other hotel. Um, but yeah, it took, that even takes courage because I didn't want you or Lauren to feel like, I think I'm better than you all. You all were like in paradise. I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> so I was like coming to grips with why does everyone else and their mom love Tulum? And my body is like, gotta go. What, it, like, what's wrong with me? So it takes this level of, I'm willing to be different and I'm willing to trust what's right for my one of a kind path. Mm. And that's like, I feel like that is the work because the primal like urge for us is to belong and follow the crowd. And it's not something we may understand, it's just what is. Mm -hmm. So it takes so much courage to just be like, I'm willing to trust what this is and walk my own journey and see where it leads me. Even if it leads me away from the things that I think I want. You said something really powerful on this just now. And also when we were having dinner in Tulum, we were, you were helping me navigate through, you know, like a situation. And I was all up in my head, giving you all the cerebral stuff and all of the reasons and the, this and the, that. And you're like, well, what does your body feel? And yeah. you just mentioned that now. And I think that, you know, so many of us are programmed to think from like the neck up, right. And rationalize yeah. and think logically. And this is such a difference between men and women as well. Like men are very logical decision makers where women are very emotional decision makers for the most part. But we've been taught that our emotions and our hormones and our body and all the things are not what are rational, right? Don't be irrational. Right. Don't be emotional. And, you know, if don't you're, don't be crazy, right? Oh, you, you, is it that time of the month? Right. But what you're telling me, what you're saying and what I'm receiving is it's the wisdom of the body is the one that really will clue you in onto why you're feeling anxious or why you're getting sick or why you're not feeling successful or worthy or all the things it's because you're operating from the neck up as opposed to from your body intelligence and self-abandoning your truth yeah. right yeah and i yeah. because if you self-abandon the body like the body has something for you and you're saying not now mm -hmm. i'm not available for that mm. i don't trust that i'm going to go with what i think up here from everything that I've seen in life, which is what logic is. It's condensed past experiences. Right. It's like we, we bring all this. It's like the filtration system comes through our ears and our eyes of everything we've heard and everything we've seen from other people and their influences and what they've told us and the way that they react to things or the things that we think we want based on what society tells us. And then that filtration system, for whatever reason, stops and we don't actually bring it down into the body. Right. Yeah. So you were like filtering it through your brain. But then you got into your body and your body was like, eh, no, we're doing something different, <laughs> right? Well, my body shuts me down. Like yeah. my body goes into overwhelm. I got very sick in 2010 and it was because I ignored, ignored, ignored. We're trained to ignore. Like think about even school. This is why I'm not a big fan of school. My daughter's not even in school right now. It's like you're taught to memorize things and to be so external versus listening to what's true and your infinite nature, which kind of freaks people out mm. so we're coming away from that but I still do it because it's like our brain is there and our mind is there and so are all of the other information everything we saw on Instagram that day everything we heard from somebody we look up to in the last week like it's all there yeah so it takes like a deep it takes a, a patience and a trust but it can be uncomfortable too so that's why I would I would say to anybody that's listening is 
what has your body been screaming at you? And every time we have anxiety, every time we feel confused, every time we don't feel in our power, anytime we're feeling like that, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And that's why I would say that I felt that in Tulum, like I couldn't do a live there or anything. I wasn't feeling grounded. But when I got to my Coba, my body was like the flower. It just <laughs> opened, it felt spacious. I took a nap right away. I was sleeping good. Even though I wasn't feeling great, I was sick and I was developing the flu. I didn't know. It was like my body was at this space where I was creative. I was open. Mm. And that could be anywhere for anyone. Like for you, it was Tulum. For me, it wasn't. So I think it's like, it's not about the place. Mm. We don't have to make it about this place is right. This place is wrong. It's trusting that your body is one of a kind and it's the antenna for your one of a kind path. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, not a similar experience, but I definitely had a reaction. I, the first like two days I was there, I was able to really drop into the nurturing energy of where we were staying in that end of Tulum. But my experience this time around was very different than my experience back in September. And, you know, I had a conversation with Frances about it because she's originally from Mexico. And I, I had this experience when I was there the first time of like guilt that like, I'm this like bougie white person from America. That's like coming into this third world country. And I feel like the experiences I'm having are not respectful. Like, even though my energy is respectful, I feel like I'm disrespecting these people and their indigenous land you know, with my Americanization. Right. And I felt that this time around too. And it's like Tulum is so interesting right now because, you know, on the one hand you have this like really beautiful sacred space where there's like yoga retreats and shalas and like all of this beauty, but then you have like sparklers and house music and drugs and jungle parties. And I'm like, it feels like the Vegas of Mexico, but I'm like, this is such a weird energy. Right. And it was very hard for me to navigate. And I was ready to come home two days before I did. And I thought about you and I was like, I wonder if I should just book my flight. I got, I wasn't feeling well. I got dehydrated. You could have called me. You could have came up by my I know. Well, I ended up staying and, and, and it it was fine, but I was so happy to get home. But I want to talk more about this um, body intelligence and self-abandonment because you said something about, you know, when you're not um, honoring your truth, like you can get into this state of anxiety and you can get into a state of confusion. And I think that uh, confusion is a place that a lot of people live, especially when it comes to business or relationships, right? I see so many parallels between like the way entrepreneurship goes and then the way like love and relationships go. Like there's so many parallels between the two. It's all you as the first source. Right. So, (laughs) right. So can you talk about this? How do you set like baseline boundaries? Like what's the first, like if, like, what was the first boundary that you had to set in your life and how do you determine whether or not you're like abandoning that boundary and how do those evolve over time? Yeah. So I always say first, like standards are the bars that you raise and boundaries are the lines that you're going to draw. Say that again. Know your standards and say like you have a standard and you're not going to drop below it. So know what that is and get to know it and give yourself permission that I'm going to raise it at any time. Like any moment you can just say, that's who I was yesterday. Tomorrow, I'm going to be this. Today, I'm going to be that. Like, that's up to you. The boundary is where something feels like it is crossing your energetic fence. And you say, no, not available for that. 
And it could be anything. I think that we're waking up to consent in new ways. Mm. Like I'll tell you, like I'm very sensitive to consent in all the ways. So the internet is horrible with consent. There's people that do this like mass tagging of everyone. That is just like, to me is ugh. like, no, that is a violation of consent. It's little, but why am I getting all your comments? And now you're uh, taking over my space, my energetic digital space. So it's little things like that. And then there's bigger things where it's like, this doesn't feel good to me and someone keeps doing it, right? And, or it's like yesterday we had a session in my mastermind and someone said something that I felt like was not trauma safe. It just didn't feel good in my body. And I had to like say, hey, I'm responsible for this space. And while some people didn't even catch it, I just said, we're not allowed in this space, what we don't do, because this is mine and I'm the curator of the energetics, that if you cannot say, if you don't do this, this bad thing will happen. I don't care if that's what your belief is in religion or spirituality or in psychic mediumship. That's not welcome here. We believe in sovereignty, not codependency. So there's like these little things of what makes you thrive? What feels good in your world, in your bubble? There's mm -hmm. 7 billion plus bubbles. Mm -hmm. They're all existing simultaneously. You are the gatekeeper of yours. Oh and that's God. what people need to understand. A lot of people are like, but that works over there, but that works for me. Good, fine. I don't want to burst your bubble, but this is mine. Mm -hmm. So we really have to just cultivate that, that bubble. And I would say that it can feel like Sometimes it's keeping people out because then there's like less people that know how to interact in your bubble, so to speak, but the right people will be there and the right people, like everyone in my life makes me feel very safe, nourished. They're like, they're with me and that feels really good. So um, going back to what you said about the confusion and feeling ungrounded, whenever I feel anxious, confused, or like I couldn't just stream like some like powerful shit of like wisdom that I need to stream. Cause I know that's my, that's my normal and that's where I like to be. Something's off. Whether there's too much energetic clutter, there's too much clutter around my house, whether there's a conversation that needs to be had, whether I'm entertaining something that is not of my highest good, whether I need to move, like there's something that is off. So I, I look for that. Mm -hmm. So I would say that to anybody that's listening, if there's a level of confusion, of feeling like you're not in your highest power, look around at your life and get really honest. Mm -hmm. And that's what it, that's the, the, the trick is a lot of people want to deny the things that they need to see because they're not ready to make a change about it. Oh God, it's so true. <laughs> it's true. Oh I've been there. I know it. <laughs> but because this is the Boldly Courageous podcast, <laughs> it does take that boldness and the courage to do the thing that your body is saying we need to do this but your ego is like I'm not ready to do that yet right that's the ego death part because then your ego death is I'm willing to let go of every identity I've been to surrender to the identity that's emerging Ugh. and that to me is a divine identity which is the guy full body chooses it's the identity of how like your fullest expression. If you were to let go of every limited identity that you've had, it's the fullest expression. And I want you to think about some of the people that you may look up to, not in like the smallness of the influencer world. I'm talking about like life legacy, like people are still reading their books, like people that are like globally 
going, getting people to come see them and they're speaking and having these powerful transmissions. That's the kind of people I look up to. And when I look at them, they protect their energy like crazy. Not everyone's going to be around them. They're not going to be operating like everyone else. So you have to be willing. We're all here to do different things, but be willing to protect your energy and your purpose and your potential, mm-hmm. whatever that means on your path and trust it. Amen, sister. Like we could stop the podcast right there. I'm like, thanks for that pep talk, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and as you're like, as you're talking, I'm feeling into this. It's like, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Alison Armstrong and she was talking about dating and she was saying, you know, she's talking about dating profiles and she said something really profound, which is kind of like what you're saying is that I would rather be alone than live with someone who X, Y, and Z, or I would rather be alone than live with this type of energy. Right. And so I feel like you could use that phrase in this way of like, I would rather be jobless than work for a company that that does this, or I would rather be broke than make money doing this. Right. So like you can pick your, I would rather be right. Yeah. And it feels like a lot of people would rather be, they would say they would rather be single or they would rather not have a job, but when it really comes down to it, fear or limiting beliefs or like disbelief in the other thing on the other side of that keeps them self-abandoning because they think they can't do better or they can't actually achieve the thing that they want, right? They're afraid to leave a relationship because who am I without this person or leave a job? Who am I without this job? Right. Can I survive? Right. So talking about money, because I know that's a zone of genius for you as well. Like as you have started to create these boundaries and really honor, you know, the intelligence of your body and just protect your energy and say no to opportunities and stop launches and like change your mind halfway through and kind of like put this like mega force field around yourself, right. Of of like divine light. How has that changed your ability to generate wealth for yourself? Yeah. I would say that it's changed that a lot, but also understanding, I'd say that and all the energetics of these things that we're talking about and getting in tune with the body, I say that women feel and grow rich. We don't think and grow rich. All day, a woman can read the books or the affirmations, but if your body is doing, like I said, the flower contracting, you cannot be the expression of abundance. So one of the biggest things that was like, aha, for me, I was reading all the books, listening to all the money people. And when I understood that, and my teacher, Michael Beckwith taught me this, that we're not getting abundance outside of ourselves, that we are actually expressing our abundance through our gifts, our ideas, our big energy, our excitement, and that that is just a circulation. It's a flow. And when I understood that, I'm like, am I circulating my abundance? Am I living as abundance? Abundance requires big energy. It's a big energy. I mean, if you want a lot of money, which you should, and I don't say should a lot, but I say should, because if you have more money, you get to be a fuller expression of yourself. Mm-hmm. And as someone that has lived on welfare and literally stayed in a deeply violent relationship, because I thought I couldn't live without having someone take care of me, I thought I was not responsible with money, all these things. Going from that level of money victimhood to now, I feel like money doesn't scare me. I know that all of us are more powerful than money could ever be. And we just have to be in alignment with how much money do I want to make and how am I willing to express myself to be that and let it be a mirror for me. So now money is something I talk about nonstop because I feel like women should be winning financially. And I feel like that's part of our divine identity. 
for anyone to say that I'm totally aligned, but money's not my thing. You're out of alignment <laughs> because money is just a representation of how much you value your time, gifts, services. Mm. And the more that you value it and we can call it the force field, but <laughs> the more that you have that big energy and know your worth and how important you are, your money represents that. And it will, it will reflect that. So how I'm receiving this, this is so powerful is just, again, it comes back to that body intelligence of like, when you are clear on that, that I am abundance, like I don't, I don't generate abundance. I, I am abundance and I can vibrate at whatever abundant frequency I choose then what are the things that are coming into my energy field that either enhance that or detract from that, right? So in, in terms of like relationships or an environment that you're in, noticing that, okay, this is lowering my frequency or this is actually causing me stress or anxiety or confusion. Yes. And as a result of that, it's taking me out of my light. It's taking me out of my power or it's taking me out of that frequency of abundance and highest expression because like I'm out of my lane. I'm too distracted with all the drama that's going on over here that I can't see clearly here. Right. And it like pulls you versus like when you are in a career or you're, you're in a launch or you have clients that are coming into your life or girlfriends or a romantic partner that enhances that it's like you become limitless, right? So you can start, right. So you can start to practice this discernment, right? And so I know that you, we've talked about dating and relationships and things like that. And um, we both have have taken time to be celibate and be single and do our own work to heal. And now like, you know, wanting to call in our King. So as you are navigating that, I would imagine that this is part of it, right? So you're starting to tune in to like, do you add to my life or are you pulling me out of abundance? Oh, yes. Because there's people that you may think add to it. I'm like, I've been celibate for a little over two years. And it's because I don't want sex to interfere with me. Be like, I love having sex with you to thinking that that means that you deserve time and space taking away and depleting my energy and my focus because I do have this trust in like, I don't have to do the online dating. I don't have to go looking. I feel like my King is going to find me, but also like I'm in the process of dating myself. I was talking to one of our mutual friends last night and she was asking me if she should invest in a certain, like spend this money on a trip and do this extra for herself. And I said, well, tell me this, if you were dating them, cause she's dating. And I was like, look, you're dating. Would you want your man to wait till Monday? Because it's $400 less a night. Or would you want him to take you on the weekend? And she goes, fuck that. I don't want a man waiting till Monday. I want him to take me on the weekend. I said, you got to take yourself on the weekend. Like, yes. Treat myself so well that like, cause I want to be like, I have radical demonstrations of love. And like, I want to be impressed. I want those things. So like, because I desire that, I do that for me. Mm. And I'm really in a space like where I'm finding even, I'm developing that as my new normal. And I'm okay with it, but I'm in this like trust process of it. So I just feel like when it comes to money, when it comes to relationships, it's all, we are the, the first calls. Right. And if we're the first calls, but here's the thing we have to understand is that I say, like, I help women open up and awaken to their true source and supply. We are infinitely resourced. If it was our time and if it was in our highest good and it depending what our prayers are. The relationship comes like this. The money comes like that. The things happen. The time collapses. So it's like, do you, are you willing to let your seed fully blossom mm. or are you trying to like dig up the dirt and like catch whatever's happening? Like, I'm like, 
letting my seed really do what it needs to do and getting to know all those layers. So it feels good to me. And every once in a while, maybe like twice a year, I start going through a thing like, am I wrong? Am I like blocking myself? And then spirit always shows me that I'm not mm. like to just trust it and be in it. So yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> well, and it's like discerning between like shiny object syndrome. So you touched on this earlier about like, what are the influencers doing? Or I should go because these people are there or they're doing it and it's cool. And, you know, I yeah. think like we can also, I remember when I was in network marketing and I know there's a lot of network marketers that listen to this as well. They get caught up in this idea of shiny object syndrome with uh, someone they want to recruit. Oh, this person has 10,000 followers or they have all this, but like personality wise, it's a no, like energetically it's a no, but our ego says they could help our business. You know, and we do that with clients too. Like maybe you um, do a discovery call with someone and you're like, this feels like a no, but they're ready to pay in full now. And I need that money. So, you know, and then, but then it robs you of your peace. Right. And so we talked a lot about this um, when we were in Tulum as well as like this, this frequency of peace. Right. And again, like, like go through the list of like create boundaries, listen to your body, protect your energy. Like all of that leads to more abundance, you being in your purpose, shining your light and peace in your life. Cause you're not dealing with all the bullshit drama of things that of that shiny object syndrome. Right. Yeah. Well, we have enough drama in our minds. Like I know <laughs> I do. I see it in my clients where they're like, yeah, but I'm not doing this because of that. And I, I didn't launch because of that. And I'm not raising my prices because of that. I'm like, how long are you going to entertain that drama? If we have tolerance for other people's drama, we most definitely have tolerance for our own. When you start having no tolerance for others, you start noticing your own and then you start weeding that out. Yeah. But still, our mind is designed to compare, collect data. So that's just what's going to happen. But it's having like that level of like inner discipline and self-mastery that we're like not available for that. You just hit the nail on the head. It's the inner discipline and self-mastery. And sometimes I know for me, like we've been talking about this, I'm navigating it now. It's like, but that inner discipline and self-mastery sometimes requires pain. Like it actually puts us in heartache or pain because our ego and our hearts, our minds and our bodies are arguing with each other. Right. So I know, um, I went through this with my divorce where I was like, I know this is a yes and it still hurts. Like, yes. you know, so you sometimes what's that? You surrender to it. Oh, fuck it. It's hard. Like, so I want people to understand that just because yeah. it's discipline and self-mastery and just because it's, you know, your highest good and, and it's boundaries and body intelligence and like protecting your energy doesn't always feel easy. No, no. <laughs> like to your point of like having this ego death of like you shed layers and you, your body will respond. And, you know, so how do you navigate setting a new boundary? Cause you're, uh, you're always ascending, you're always growing. So like, I'd love to know maybe what's the edge for you right now. What's the new boundary? What's the new, you know, edge that you're setting for yourself and how are you navigating through like the challenge, the self mastery and the discipline of setting that. And like maybe the discomfort that comes along with it. Totally. So I would say that a, just because this may, I may make it sound like it's easy. I've been doing this for I don't know, nine years now. And I've done a shitload of work from like many, many silent retreats to doing trainings in Bali and India, where I literally is like crying to the instructor, like, this doesn't feel good. And they're like, this is nothing. <laughs> like, So, I mean, I've been through the depths of the shadows, friends, <laughs> but let me tell you that it doesn't mean that 
any of this is required, but I do believe that, you know, when people are like, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy. Depends what you've been through and it depends how many things that you're meant to, like generational patterns and things like that you're meant to break in this lifetime. I have a lot that I'm breaking, right? So just know that your path is gonna be unique. But going into this, like what's uncomfortable on the edge, I would say that my biggest edge right now is navigating my world with my teenage daughter because having her, you know, when my daughter was little, I wasn't able to be so present. Now I live a very spacious life. I am creating and doing things on my own terms. So I'm really enjoying this like little pocket of window before she turns 18 and is like, bye mom. And then, you know, loving that, but it's also learning like to love her, be almost friends with her, but also have the boundary of saying no. And that's not fun. Cause I don't like disappointing her. I don't like her being mad at me, but I also have to be like, no, I'm not going to abandon what feels good. And since we got even back from Mexico, I was just like, I'm not available for TV. We were doing a lot of TV before. And right now I'm on this thing of like really creating a new, it sounds weird, but creating a new personality to create a new body. So I'm healing a lot of trauma and things like that in my body. So because of that, I'm doing more meditation. I'm not available for the same music. I'm not available for TV. And I go through periods of this where I'm really like facilitating my own ascension, which I know that I need certain things and she doesn't get it, nor does she like it. So it can feel very rigid for her because she doesn't get it. But I have to be like, no, I'm not doing this. So it's like coming up against my own edge of love you, want you to be happy. Don't like when you're giving me the like side eye, stank face, but I gotta stand with what feels good in my body and right here. So I would say that's my edge in this particular season is not abandoning my body and its needs and my energetic needs while still bonding in, in, with my daughter in a way that she likes to bond. Yeah, and I can imagine in any relationship when you're ascending, um, it feels like that, especially in partnership, right? Yeah, Whether it's your- I want my partner to be like doing the work so they get it, but a team doesn't quite get it. But there might be a lot of people listening where you're new on your journey and your partner's like, aren't we just gonna order like Chinese takeout and like watch Netflix what we normally do? But I feel like I would have less patience for an adult. I've been in that situation and it yeah. is really hard because you, it's, it's just easier to not argue and to just, it's easier in those situations to abandon and not be disciplined, abandon your intention and be like, whatever, it's fine. I'll figure it out and just appease the other person than to break a routine and have them navigate through rejection and feeling unwanted and this is new and you're acting different and I don't understand. And so I think part of that too is obviously doing your own work, but being able to communicate the why and the purpose and the bigger vision behind why you're doing it, right? As So that they don't feel like, well, this is like, why do I have to suffer from it, right? Yeah. Um, and I navigated through that, you know, in my previous relationship where I just, you know, I think part of it too, for me, was just, I was looking for a way to like not engage, <laughs> you know, it was, some of it was a little yeah. bit of distraction, but yeah, like it's so, it's very, it's even harder. Like this is all great and easy to set boundaries and be self-disciplined when you live by yourself. But when you live with people, it's so freaking hard. I was like, damn, why didn't I have a kid? I don't even know who I would be. But at the same time, my daughter helped me grow in yeah. such ways but like people that don't have children or maybe don't have a partner living at home, you just don't get it because everything's on your terms. But I'd say that like, that gives us an opportunity where I watched my daughter, like we bought a new juicer and I was like, 
No, when I wake up, I'm juicing, I'm drinking my water, I'm doing my little workout, like we're doing these things. So she'll start doing it with me too. And I think that's the thing is when your field is strong, because we do have absolutely have an electromagnetic field, when we, when our field is strong, we pull other people in. Mm-hmm. So that's our work. And mm-hmm. if and someone is totally resisting it, you have to decide, are you going to abandon or what's going to happen? So for me, I, I can't divorce my daughter and she's great anyway, but it's like, that is definitely my edge. And then as we're growing, it's having the courage to say like, don't want to work with these kind of clients anymore. Don't want to work with this kind of anything anymore. I don't want to hang out in these kind of groups. I don't want to end up at these kind of situations. And really just like, it's a constant pruning. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we are the flower. <laughs> this flower yeah, so analogy keeps coming up. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm having like my own realization right now of how easy, how easily we will recreate comfortable situations right so I went from chaos like seven years of chaos and then left that container and moved to California and still wasn't in a place of 100% peace it was better but I was living with my best friend and her daughter which I loved them it was great but still couldn't feel like I could create boundaries and tap into all these things because you know I was thinking so much about cohabitating in a space, right. And not being able to communicate my needs. And so I moved here and great. Yeah. I had this amazing space. I'm by myself, but I manifested myself another situation that would put me in a state of confusion or anxiety or not being able to 100% fully be in that field. Like we were talking about before. And so it's interesting how, like, I'm seeing that now of like, okay, if this isn't enhancing, it's detracting, right? If it doesn't add, it takes away. And so what's the the solution? Well, you remove the thing that's taking away, but, but our bodies like predictability, right? We like, we, we like familiar. And so if the chaos is familiar, if the confusion is familiar, if the self-abandonment is familiar, it's sneaky how it will show up in other ways. When you think you figured it out, it's like whack-a-mole, right? You're like you get one, you're like, I figured that out. And then it's bad. You're like, fuck, I thought we dealt with this already. <laughs> this brings up a good point though, because this is why we have to create a new space of homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is why I, people talk about meditation, but like meditation is everything. This is why I do silent meditation retreats for my clients. This is why I do virtual these things. This is why I have my method. Like I teach these things because I understand what it takes. You're never going to get it on a podcast or a book. You never, ever will. You have to have these moments where you literally touch and feel something new. Once you have that as your like check-in and contrast point, you're like, but wait, (laughs) no. So even like two years ago, there's so much, one year ago, there's so much that I allowed in that after I touched a new texture of like peace or harmony, it's like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm, yeah. Even like what we did at a month ago, like, yeah. Um, I mean, I shouldn't even call them out like that, but like I, two years ago, I would have been like, this is amazing. But this past year I've given myself like total upgrades and only stayed at five-star resorts. And I'm used to certain levels of service where it was like, no, can I give myself permission to like fully receive this and not judge it? Yeah. So I would say for anyone listening, this is all an internal journey. No girlfriend can give you this wisdom. You have to be able to touch these frequencies and tap into them. And then, you know, when anything bumps up against it, that's not in alignment anymore. Yeah. Because for as long as it resonates, you will continue to allow it in. Yes. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate you. (laughs) 
Oh, this is good. I'm like, this is great. Like a lot of things have come up for this. Yeah. And, uh, it's just important for all of us women. We're all in this journey in our own, in our own ways. And we're all learning to self-trust. And we have to remember that there's women still on this planet that can't even show their full face, their full bodies, women that cannot work freely. Like we are breaking free of generational, like deep things that are not allowing us to trust ourselves. This is a revolutionary. Mm. So we're part of that. Yeah. And that's really exciting. I mean, we can go down a whole nother rabbit hole on generational trauma and, and ancestral stuff. We'll say that. We'll say that for part two. Yes. Um, well, Nicole, this is why I, I am so grateful um, that you're in my life and we've developed such a great friendship and you always give me a different perspective to look through, which I appreciate so much and help me to come back to like that truth of what feels right for me. And, and again, I'm just grateful that you lead by example. And um, for those that want to get into your vortex, they need more Nicole in their life. What's the best way for them to connect with you? Yes. Connect with me on Instagram. I love to play on there. And then on my Instagram, you can get all my links to my podcast. I have lots of cool freebies. And anyone that wants to do this work, I would I would say consider joining the Miracle Worker Method. We have a new one that's about to come out, but it's a deep dive into embodiment. So if you are leading others or you want to really tap into leadership, leadership begins in the body. And mm -hmm. that's what we're waking up to now. So if you want to really play in those realms with me, I would say join that. Or if you want to play with this realm as it pertains to money and abundance and self-worth, check out Money Miracles when that comes out as well. Mm. I love it. You guys make sure you give her a follow your quote tiles are fire. Like all your content. Oh, I'm always like, yes, that that's what I needed to hear today. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, last I want to say this though. Like, I'm glad that we got to have this conversation after Mexico, because all of this, it's like, I was, I didn't want my choice to interfere with our friendship because I didn't want you to feel that way. But here's the thing is like, that's what the ego says. Yes. Right. Yes. And I was just like, I'm not going to let that. I'm just going to, I'm going to trust. I'm just going to trust. But then having this conversation after Mexico, we got to unpack all the things that <laughs> nobody predicted were going to happen. And like, it's just so interesting. And now everyone else gets to benefit from the lesson. So I know I it's beautiful. You, and I'm grateful for you. Oh, I love you too. Okay. Last question. What are you celebrating right now? Celebrating my willingness to keep doing this work and you know everything that I'm moving through sometimes like you just it's just easier to like stay in bed and watch Netflix you know <laughs> or drink wine right now I'm not drinking right now I'm eating all the right things and like just celebrating that little glimmer of light that's like let's step up like yeah. let's do this and see what that brings mm. and I cannot wait to see what you create because it's gonna be magic it always is so yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. And if you guys love this episode, please share it with someone you know would love it as well. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.